things like gratitude are very similar to the feelings that you get when you watch someone who is more advanced than you complete some sort of really technical skill. You watch that and you actually get a sense of accomplishment from that because you see, well, maybe I could do that. Uh, we call it mastery through experience, right? Yeah. Gratitude is the same way. When you see someone else experiencing true authentic gratitude, that can certainly give you a sense of that same feeling. So we like to create opportunities like that at any time we can get it. Okay. Hi, folks, and welcome to the Undo Anxiety Podcast. I'm Dr. John Duffy. I am your host. And listen, um, here at Undo Anxiety, we recognize that we are all suffering from something that we probably don't need to be. So if we talk about it and eliminate taboos and look for solutions together, hopefully we find some answers. To that end, um, I'm very excited to have uh, my guest here today. My guest's name is Sean Griffin. Sean, welcome, man. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Sean is the owner of uh, a place here in Chicago called the Chicago Primal Gym. That's Primal. right. Primal. That's right. Uh, tell, tell me about, about the gym, um, how long it's been in operation, why you started this thing. There's a lot of gyms out there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. I'd be happy to go into that. So um, Chicago Primal Gym was opened in 2013, right at the end of 2013. So we've been in business for almost four years now. Okay. Um, and the story of how it started is a long one, but uh, to get kind of to the point, um, you know, I... I just knew that I really didn't want to work for anyone else, and I wanted the opportunity to sort of create my own thing. Um, through years of experience, I really got into fitness and wellness and knew that I wanted to help other people with that as well. Yeah. Um, and it just felt to me like the best way to do it was to own my own business and to be able to do things the way that I wanted to. I saw what I thought was a lot of fitness businesses not operating in a way that was really best for everyone involved, um, so I thought I'd try and change things. So, so what, what is different about your business, your gym that, sure. that I might not find at the gym down the street? Uh, well, I would say the most important thing is we actually care about the people who are walking in the door. Um, yeah. you know, we, we're a, we're a group training gym, so you can't just come in and use the gym on your own. You come in and you're part of a class that's led by a coach. Um, and We've got, you know, about 250 members here right now, but every single one of those people we know on a personal level, um, we know what they're doing in their life, what's important to them. Uh, they know that we care about them. So it's like a, it's like, we call it a tribe. Um, you know, the, so the biggest difference when you come and be a part of a, a gym like CPG is you're going to be part of a tribe of people who sort of, you know, well, they might have a totally different lifestyle and a totally different perspective on life. They sort of see that there's a more simple and intuitive way to approach uh, fitness and feeling like you're a part of something bigger than you. And they really like that and feed off of that, I think. so. It must be cool to have people coming from different walks of life and uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and things yeah. all coming together to be part of one tribe with this, with this maybe singular goal in mind. We're all going to get in great shape and feel good about ourselves and... Um, is there is there kind of a mantra? Is there kind of an overriding motto to, sure. to the place itself? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we tend to use the phrase "strong, healthy, happy." Yeah. Um, if you look at our logo, um, there is a kettlebell, a cow, and a sun. Okay. And when I when we originally came up with the logo, it was just a kettlebell in the middle. Um, 
the person who created the logo for me wasn't like a fitness person. They were a designer and that's kind of what I explained that I wanted. And I looked at it and I thought, well, it looks awesome, but we're not just about fitness yeah. at CPG. We really want to help people build the skills and the habits that help them be strong, healthy, and happy. Um, and we think that the other two pillars of that are getting your nutrition right. So making sure that you're eating whole foods, making sure that you're eating the right whole foods. Um, and then the lifestyle is represented by the sun. And we just, you know, we preach a very simple and intuitive lifestyle that includes a lot of play. Uh, it includes a focus on sunlight and fresh air. Yeah. It includes a focus on a lot of daily movement. Uh-huh. Uh, it includes focus and sleep. Uh, and so I just thought, you know, at first the designer put like two hands shaking as, yeah. as, the, as the logo. And then I was like, what about a sun? Cause I just like sun as being all encompassing for like, it's really important to just be bright and happy. Um, so that's kind of the, the mantra would be strong, healthy, happy. And, and we try to set our, our members up in a position where they understand what they need to do in each one of those training, nutrition, and lifestyle in order to, you know, get rid of anxiety or just be healthier overall. I have to admit, I, I find myself smiling unwittingly because just strong, healthy, healthy, happy, and the idea of the sun representing the lifestyle, yeah. I love everything about that. I mean, nice. I, and I would imagine most people do. The reason you and I are talking is that a mutual friend, Scott Shanley, shout out to Scott, um, suggested I talk to you. And, yeah. and the way he describes your gym, he says, you go in there and you just feel good. It's fun and normally going to the gym is something other than that uh yes. you, you put an emphasis Definitely. on this being fun and sometimes funny he said like you'll you'll go in there and something funny is going to happen every single time you're there yeah unexpectedly uh, uh, yeah and that's kind of one of our big things is is to deliver a wow experience to our members and uh another one of our values is to create a little fun and weirdness yeah so you know when when you combine the, the fact that we're always trying to create that personal connection with people. Um, and in doing so, you inevitably come across some things that kind of, you know, make someone giggle a little bit. Right. And, right. and we, we always feed on that because the most important thing for us is we want people who step foot in this gym to want to be here multiple yes. times a week, you know, to, to feel like, and that's what our members end up telling us. They say, you know, it's, I've never actually enjoyed going to the gym, but I find myself enjoying being there. Um, and to us, that's everything because without the enjoyment of the process, there's no way you're going to stick to it from, from a long-term perspective. So you, you that's, make that's that, how we feel. Yeah, and you make that sound easy. It sounds almost like intuitive, kind of like, well, wh I wonder why kind of collectively across the board we don't make the whole experience of health and strength um, a, a joyous one as opposed That's to right. an arduous one, right? I mean, because yeah. normally I think it's kind of like, ah, shit, I got to go to the gym and this is a drag, but it's part of what I have to do to stay totally. healthy enough. And it, but it's, but it's, it's on, it's just another thing on the list instead of like, this is, this is the pinnacle of my day. This is going to be where I'm going to really get the feel good. That's that I, that I can carry such with a me. great, yeah, it's a great way to put it. We tell people it's going to be the best hour of their day. Um, you know, it's a time for them to come here and, let all the other crap going on in their life just, you know, leave your ego at the door is what we tell people. Come in here, um, challenge yourself to get stronger, challenge yourself to use perfect technique with every exercise you do. And the other thing we do that I think it inspires people is we create a system where they can understand how they can progress, how the exercises progress, how their skill and strength will progress over time. And that becomes something that's motivating for people. And yeah. when you combine that with just like a genuine – um, 
warmth from our coaches. You know, you've got coaches who are there and they're actually caring about, you know, your performance. They're actually caring that you're there. Um, you know, we make it a point to use people's names multiple times every session that they come in. And a lot of, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are in a position where they probably don't have a place that they go to where they feel like, oh my God, everyone's so happy that I'm here. You know, even if it's home or at their office or whatever, not everyone has a place they can walk into and feel like, you know, it's like cheers, but instead of drinking <laughs> at a bar, you're, you know, swinging kettlebells and getting fit while you do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> No, so no get small benefit, thing. Get both right, no small thing to, to, to know that people are happy that you're here and right. And, yeah. and there's not enough of that in a lot of people's lives. You said something a minute ago. You said like, leave your ego at the door. So yeah. I'm a therapist out here and mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people who will not take the first step into a gym because yeah. they're afraid like, oh, I'm too heavy or I'm way too out of shape or I don't know how anything works, you know? And so mm-hmm. there's like this reluctance and, um, and oftentimes it's based on experience where they've had a negative experience or um, they, they really did feel stupid or judged or something like that. And it sounds like you create an atmosphere free of an awful lot of these traps. Yes. Um, that, that's a good way to think about it. We, we have something that we, uh, that we teach to all of our coaches and that we really preach here and unconditional positive regard. Um, you know, we're, we're really trying to build a, a community that's really inclusive and puts people at ease right when they walk in the door. Right. Um, you know, the basic fact is when you come in, there are going to be some people here who appear to be very fit and to be doing things that you're like, man, I could never right. see myself <laughs> doing that. But the coolest part is those people are training right next to people who have never exercised in their life and who clearly are not in great physical shape um, and are might be struggling. Um, but because we kind of put those people together and because we make it a very concerted effort to show all of those people that we see them and that we care for them and that just because you're not fit or just because, you know, you're deconditioned doesn't mean that we're just going to leave you in the corner and forget about you. Yeah. It means that we're going to be extra motivated to make sure that you really love being here so that you make it a habit. Um, so I think that just people sense when they come in, they see the mix of people in our classes and I think immediately are put at ease. But um, there's definitely, I think that preconceived notion by a lot of people that it's an intimidating environment. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that we struggle with and that we try to communicate as well as we can when we talk to people and, before and they you, come in. You, you personally exude this warmth where I can imagine people like come to you and feel comfortable with, with you, even though you're clearly a guy who's in really good shape and you know, um, well, but not, you. <laughs> not, not an intimidating, uh, situation. You, you just said a phrase. So I went – grad school took five years. It was endless. Um, and the phrase that, that always stuck with me most and I probably uh, tap most in the work I do hour to hour to hour is unconditional positive regard. You know, yeah. uh, I love that idea of whoever you're working with regardless of the context that you just have this positive – you allow yourself to have the regard yeah. for them that you kind of naturally have. And put all judgment aside, and then you realize, oh, there's a reason that this person hasn't been to the gym in, in a long totally. time, and you know, uh, and and maybe isn't in the shape they want to be in. And then, and then somehow there's this kinship that you've developed, and you're on a mission together, as opposed to like, I'm gonna help you get where you want to go. You know, I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, we we've been continuously, I personally have been continuously proven wrong about my initial feelings towards certain individuals about whether or not they would stick with it or whether or not they would be a good fit 
in our community. Yes. And I think it's just one of those things where I've had to continuously remind myself, like, this is a human with problems that I can't understand, but, but, you know, but problems that they're working through. And if we can create a place where they can come and feel welcomed and feel like they have somewhere where people aren't judging them for who they are, then they're going to be so much more likely to stay. And over time, we're going to be able to sort of instill some of our beliefs into them and help them understand that like through taking control of your fitness and through taking control of, of your body through strength training, you can really have that carry over into the other aspects of your life and feel that sense of control. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's a big deal. That's a big deal for us. Yep. Yep. Um, no, I, I, I love everything about that. It sounds like really good therapy, really good group therapy too. I mean, you know, it really is so much power behind it. Yeah. You know, at the end of our session on every Friday, we actually just started this probably about a month ago, but we do, um, Friday gratitudes. So at the end of every class on Friday, everyone is, you know, sitting around in a circle stretching and we just go around the the circle and say gratitudes. Um, it's something that's been so fun because we're getting all kinds of hilarious responses, but we're also getting really like deep heartfelt responses, you know, and sometimes someone will throw out something to the group where everyone will just be like, you know, you can just kind of see people being like, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. And so, you know, those things you wouldn't necessarily associate with going to a gym, right? But uh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like a kumbaya circle. At a right. Gym. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that like, it doesn't matter that we're, you know, our, our ages range honestly from 25 to 75. So, but our mixes in our classes are generally more around the like late twenties to late thirties. That's kind of the bulk of our membership. But, you know, it, it's hard to bring down that, that curtain that you put up, you know, and yeah. I'm a grown up now, so I don't talk about things like that, but everyone wants to talk about that stuff and everyone feels better. Um, and we, we think that things like gratitude are very similar to the feelings that you get when you watch someone who is more advanced than you complete some sort of really technical skill. You watch that and you actually get a sense of accomplishment from that because you see, well, maybe I could do that. Uh, we call it mastery through, experience, right? Gratitude is the same way. When you see someone else experiencing true authentic gratitude, that can certainly give you a sense of that same feeling. So we like to create opportunities like that at any time we can get it. You know, um, in, in my field, we spend so much time talking about creating a safe space and we, you know, work on, you know, like what color your walls are and things like that. And it sounds like almost, um, organically you've created a safe space there the idea that people would on a friday afternoon talk about what they're grateful for at the gym is it's it's so outlandish and i love it so much i can't even i i don't know how to express it um and i can imagine you get some great answers and some goofy answers and and i love the idea that that it has an impact on the other person even somebody who is witnessing somebody who's doing something with the kettlebell that they've never done before can feel good about that internally for themselves. And, and, and it breeds a certain hope that, you know, like, Hey, there's that, 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 that could be me one day, you know, like, uh, and there's no reason it couldn't. That's right. Our, uh, our stated, um, mission as an organization is to inspire the full potential in every human. Um, and you know, we try to get through to our members that, you know, you can be an inspiration just by displaying consistency, just by displaying, you know, quality in your movement, and, um, you know, we like to remind our veteran members that they are 
examples for our newer people coming in of what is possible because they all remember that feeling of walking in and feeling like, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, and right, right. Everyone looks so much more advanced than me. How am I ever not going to feel like like an idiot here? How am I yeah. ever not going to feel you know, like I don't know what I'm doing? But everyone – you know, well, not everyone, but the people who can stick with it and who can get past that resistance and that discomfort – uh, and sort of just lean into it and, and just know that it will go away. And right. it's just like any other skill where you just need to create some consistency and you need to become more confident. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really good. And you definitely can get that sense of mastery from watching someone. That's so. cool. And I, lo I love that. The idea of the sense of mastery. Uh, I've read a couple articles in the last month or so about resilience and grit and you know like what makes the difference between somebody who um you know really sticks with something and and, and fights through adversity and somebody who kind of gives up um mm -hmm. do you do you see something consistent there and do you feel like you kind of create an atmosphere that allows for somebody's natural resilience and grit to come through definitely i think uh in in multiple ways w one of the big ways that we do it is just by creating a community so just the very nature of the things like sitting around in a gratitude circle, um, having people do partner drills where they're hands on with each other and they're working together. I think it just gives people a true sense of being part of a tribe. Yeah. And through that, you you see other people working hard and you become accountable to that group and you see other people succeeding and pushing their strengths to new levels. And I think that gives you that grit. Right. That's like, oh, well, and it's like we it's like you just said before. It's like, oh, well, that gives me a little hope that I could do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And constantly are, you know, we're we're really focused on celebrating when our members achieve new uh, personal records or if they achieve great transformations um, or if they uh, attend their hundredth class or their 200th class or their 300th class. Right. These milestones. And I think in sharing that amongst our community, we create that sense of of grit that sense of resiliency that if I just show up consistently and get the work done, I'm going to, I'm going to advance just like these people. You know, that, that may be the coolest thing I'm hearing from you. I, I was talking this morning with a, with a high school cross country coach and, um, and he talked about, um, how, how to get these kids to hold each other accountable. And maybe the answer is ex exactly in what you said, like creating a sense of community where it's like, we're, we're a team, so we're accountable to each other. And it sounds like you've created something very team-like there, right? It is, um, yeah. A sense of community. Right. And we actually call it team training. That's that's what we call our main service. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you know, the other big thing that we focus on is the development of skill and the progression of skills. And in our program, you're you're learning new skills at each step of the sequence. Yeah. And I and I think that definitely breeds that sense of 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 grit and resiliency because as you progress up and as you learn new skills you're again putting yourself in a position where now you're the new person, the unskilled person, you're learning your, you know, kettlebells are, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're round spheres of iron. Yes. And we challenge people to use heavy ones and they'll bang you up and they'll hit you in the arms, they'll hit you in the chest, they'll hit you in the wrists. And you definitely can't become a skilled kettlebell, kettlebell. You can't, I can't believe I said that. You can't become a skilled kettlebeller unless you have some grit. You really can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's great because we see a lot of people who come in with no training background and they consistently say things like, I never would have thought that I could have been this strong, or I never would have thought that I could have challenged myself like this. And it's like, I've been proven time and again, that all you have to do is just continue to show up.
that's got to be the most awe-inspiring thing. You know, um, I I can think of um, I'm thinking of a couple people I've worked with who cannot in the farthest reaches of their imagination picture themselves as an athlete. Like that's for somebody else. Any anything athletic that that that's not me. Um, I remember one man uh, a few years ago. Um, he was overweight and he'd never um, done anything athletic, and he bought a pair of running shoes and he put them like on the table between us and he's like this is like this is like a different language to me i have no idea what to do with these and the guy <laughs> now is like he's run a half marathon he right. lost all this weight um and you know it sounds like you get people kind of in, in systematically to see themselves as athletes yeah yeah we and do kettle, yeah. kettlebellers <laughs> A big part of it is meeting people where they're at when they come in. Yeah. You know, we get people who come in with a ton of experience. They know exactly what they're doing in a gym. They know how to train with kettlebells. And we get a lot of people who come in like you're explaining, right? Either no experience or they've been sedentary for a long time. Right. And, um, you know, we feel like a lot of places that, that you can go to in the city for, for group fitness, you're just going to be thrown right into things. You're going to get very little instruction. There's going to be almost no personal connection, if any at all. Um, and you're probably going to feel really intimidating. You're probably going to feel like, I'm not doing this right. And there's going to be only your will in order for you to stay and continue. It's yes. not going to be something like, I feel like I'm being pulled there by the awesome community. The coaches care about me. I feel welcome there. And here where you come in, no matter where you're at, we're going to meet you right there. And we're going to set you up for success. And we're going to make sure that everything you're doing, not only do you feel like you can succeed with it, but you feel like you know exactly what we're asking you to achieve and exactly how things should feel. And at the same time, you're getting a ton of hands-on attention early on in your relationship with us so that we can really show you like, we see you, we, you know, we're okay with you not feeling skilled and feeling like you're going to get left behind, but we're not going to let you get left behind. Like right, we'll, right. we'll bring you up and progressively over time, just like all these people that you see around you, you're going to learn one by one and you're going to get better and better. But the biggest thing is just to show up and just be open-minded and just be a little bit adventurous with your spirit and just like kind of open up and let us do our thing. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's, hard, that's really hard when you feel uncomfortable and it's absolutely. especially hard if you already physically feel uncomfortable with the way you look or whatever else, which, you know, a lot of people do and yeah. even, even people who are fit. Um, so if you've got that going and you're in a group, well then right away, you've got all of these things happening around you that make you close down. And so as coaches, we have a tough task of, of trying to get people to stay open yeah. when they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's challenging, but right away when they walk in the door, they're getting greeted by a coach who already is expecting them, knows their names. We do a phone screen with people before they come in. So we know what their goals are. We know what their experiences are. We know if they have kids, we know if they have injuries, like we really want to know who they are so that right when they walk in the door, we can start to craft their experience and say, Hey, we've, we, we can help you out. We've helped people like you. We know where you're coming from. We kind of understand then they immediately get introduced to the group. They start to feel at ease and we start to show them that like everyone gets seen, everyone gets talked to. We're not going to let you do exercises wrong. It's just not how we do things. And I think that's a wake up for people because they're just, if they've tried any other group training gym, they've gone there and just no one pays attention to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a perfect okay, tangent sorry. though, because that, that personal deeply personal connection. I know your name. I know if you have kids, I know where you are in your training, or if you've never, yeah. ever done anything like this before, there's, you know, that's all the comfort you can create. Right. And, and, uh, and yeah. it's so, 
inviting and I can tell that's that's a big part of the goal it is. Uh, there's you and I have something in common um, that that makes this uh, um, this discussion unlikely I think we are both uh, recovering corporate American dropouts right uh, yeah. are, so not long ago you were you were a suit and tie guy well I was never suit and tie okay uh, but I did work in corporate finance for almost two years when I graduated from um, I went to Indiana go okay. Hoosiers go Hoosiers uh, I, my son's yeah. are there now Oh, beautiful. Yeah. What a school. Oh, what a school. And Love it. So I, uh, I went to the Kelly School and I got a finance degree. Yep. And um, when I graduated, I went to work for a, a power company from Cleveland that had an aerospace unit in Southern California. So for two years, I was living out in Orange County yep. um, uh, doing corporate finance. It was really a drag. Um, I, <laughs> I, hate, I hated it. It was like torture. Um, I sat at a desk all day and you know, crunch numbers, did spreadsheets and analysis. Now, uh, you know, funny enough, now that we've grown, I do a lot of sitting at my desk and crunching numbers and stuff, <laughs> but, but it's for something that I care about and I'm passionate about, you know, and, and that was the biggest thing with corporate America is I just like, I saw the people who were in the, um, so I was working at the, at the corporate headquarters for this, for this large aerospace company. And I was working alongside with the CFO and the, and the, you know, higher up finance management team that was directly under the CFO. And I see these people and they're all miserable. Like they, and they would all tell me like the older ones would sort of confide in me as like the young new guy, like how shitty things were and like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, if I could just be back at your age again, how I do things differently. And I'm like, well, then what am I doing here? <laughs> what, what, am I really going to like say that? Oh, great. Well, it sounds like I'm going to be so happy when I get to your level, you know? Right, and, uh, right. So I was, I spent a lot of time in that particular job looking for other jobs. Um, I was looking for working for nonprofits. I was thinking about going back and doing Teach for America, um, or AmeriCorps, something like that. I knew I wanted to help people. At the time, I wasn't really into fitness, um, other than you, just- You were not. I, I mean, I, I, I exercised on my own, but uh -huh. honestly, I just did it purely for vanity's sake. You know, I didn't use fitness as a tool to enhance my life in any particular way. Wow, okay. Um, you know, I grew up an athlete, um, but I always, to be honest with you, avoided weightlifting and exercising because I just, you know, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I, I wanted to be a kid. Right, um, right. So how did this, you know, how did this idea of, of, you know, I'm going to, first of all, it's so, I can see Sean, you guys who are listening cannot, uh, but you can hear in his voice that, that the idea that you were in corporate finance feels so unlikely. <laughs> um, that, was this something that was pressed on you Were your parents like I was, no. I was an accountant at one time no. and my parents kind of said that was the mandate for me. No, um, that's a good question. And if my mom and dad ever do listen to this, which they probably will because they're, they're good parents. So hi, mom and dad. Hi, Mr. Uh, Mrs. Griffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it actually like no pressure at all to ever do anything that I didn't want to do, but al always just very much like kind of do your thing. Yeah. We're there to support you. Um, which was obviously fantastic. Um, but I went to, to Indiana and I went to the business school and, um, you know, school for me was always very easy in the sense that I didn't really have to, um, attend classes or pay attention very much. I could just study and cram and get good grades that yeah. just you know, for better or worse, that that's just kind of what worked for me. Um, and when I graduated or when I, you know, we were getting ready to graduate, I had a, a good collective GPA, um, you know, and I graduated the finance degree from the Kelly School. So as they bring in companies to do interviews, you know, I, I was able to get a lot of interviews. Oh, yeah. And, you look great on paper, right? Well, I mean, well, you're, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, but 
you know, for me, it was more just like, I kind of felt like I had to do it. And I actually said this to, to my good friend who I lived with at the time. His name is John uh, Lamancuso. He was a, a graduate from the business school as well. I said to him, like, you know, honestly, I feel like I'm taking this job just to prove that this is not what I want to do with my life. Wow. But I, I, well, I had the degree. I, was, I had multiple job offers that paid well, that, you know, it, at the time it was 2008. And, you know, we didn't know at the time, but the, the market crashed in 2009. And right. I thought for sure I was going to lose my job. Somehow I didn't. They kept me even though I wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> uh, but it, I think for me, the corporate thing seemed so unlikely. At the time that I joined, my brother, uh, Patrick, who's my older brother, was already here in Chicago. He already owned his own business. He had already, since graduating from, from Indiana himself, had already only really done like startup type entrepreneurial things before he started his own business. And you know, I just never, like all through growing up and playing sports, I never responded well to uh, coaches and authority. Uh, in my classes, I would always have, like my report cards would always be like B pluses and A's only, but all the comments from elementary school on would be like, is a disruption in class, never stops talking. Like, <laughs> and so of course my mom couldn't stand it. My dad thought it was hilarious. Um, but I just didn't, you know, I just didn't really care. Right. Um, so it just, it, I was never going to be the type of person who did well with, you know, bosses and, and stuff like that. It just, it wasn't me. Yep. Uh, but now, funny enough, being in a position where I am a boss to other people, I think what's, what's really great about that mindset that I have is like, I do everything I can every day to make sure that the people who are a part of my team feel like they are truly cared for and that their opinion counts and that the work that they're doing, they're passionate about, you know, myself and my business partner, Grant, everything we do is to try to make it so that not just the people in our community, but also the people who are, you know, delivering our service are living the best life that they can possibly live. And that's something that's like, that to me is, is the big driving force. Um, yeah. and it's something that, you know, maybe growing up and, and not responding well to authority, but now being in somewhat of an authority position, I feel like I'm doing everything I can to not be, the authority figure that I remember growing up hating. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Even it, though it sounds like, it sounds like you've learned something about leadership and how, and the right way to deliver that. And we, from, the, from the long way, wrong way. Right. I mean, trying, yeah, trying always trying. Yeah. Um, trying and getting better. And so uh, underneath all this is there, and I, we're, we're, we're off our path a little bit, but that's the fun thing about doing a podcast is sometimes you end up somewhere you, you don't expect. Is there a lesson in there about kind of like, following a passion and, and not necessarily just following what feels like a track. Oh, definitely. I mean, when I, uh, when I quit the job I was at in California, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to do what I was doing. Yeah. So I moved back to Chicago and I had a bunch of odd jobs and just through connecting with an old friend and starting to train with him in a somewhat of the same way that we train now, I started to just really enjoy it. And then I started to, dig a little bit deeper into the science behind things, uh, the science behind training. And as I started to grow a passion for it, you know, I really, because of my background in, in finance, I had no background in exercise science or anatomy or any of that stuff. You know, I really knew nothing about the human body. So everything that I know at this point is just my passionate pursuit of trying to learn as much as I could. Um, and through just slowly learning and building, I felt like I finally found my, my driving purpose. And then through reading books like, um, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, he talks right. about, um, having a burning desire, uh, 
um, through books like The Alchemist. Um, he talks about uh, pursuing your personal legend. Um, you know, he also says something which is probably the number one lesson I've learned in my entire life, which is, you know, when you follow your personal legend, the whole world conspires in your favor. Yes. Um, and so, you know, if there's anything that anyone could take away from this, it's that that experience is true, so true, but it's only true when you act on things. And there's been so many things in this business and in the experience of doing what I've done with CPG that has proven time and again that when I take action that is in line with the personal legend that I've set for myself, which is to inspire people to live their full potential, then other things start happening that I didn't think were going to happen or could never have predicted, but they spiral into just more and more awesome stuff. That um, is just and that, brilliant. Yeah. Well, and it's so true. And that's what's yes. so awesome about it is like you can only you can only know that when you experience it. You can read it in a book like The Alchemist and it can sound awesome. But once you actually start doing it uh, and, 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 you know, trust me, I coach at 6 a.m. So when I'm on my bike at 5.15 a.m. in the winter in Chicago and it's pitch black and it's freezing, I have to remind myself of what my passion is. As a matter of fact, the first winter that CPG opened, which was 2013, was the worst blizzard winter here in Chicago, if you remember it. Oh, right. It, it, I mean, it was, it was awful. And I actually lived a solid 15-minute bike ride away from the first gym that I opened. And I was riding at 5.15 six days a week – or sorry, five days a week, Monday through Friday – 5.15 on my bike, um, riding in the blizzards wow. um, to get to the gym. And, and uh, you know, it's just – but the, the, the difference about it was that I was passionate about what I was doing. And so I had that um, – I had that sort of that internal energy. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm listening to a book that I've listened to in the past, but it's called The Untethered Soul. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. It's, it's just a fascinating book. Uh, the Power of Now is one of my favorite books ever. And I think The Untethered Soul is almost – almost a more accessible version of the same type of message because he just relates it to so much more like modern day type of stuff. Right, right, right. I, Eckhart's voice is mesmerizing. So I do love listening to <laughs> Eckhart's whole now. But, um, you know, the untethered soul, I think he talks about, he talks about being open and, and when you're open, you have this wellspring of energy from inside that it doesn't come from food. It doesn't come from anything else. It's always accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're, pursuing your, your passion, you can always draw on that energy, you know, when you're doing things for the right reason, even if it's dark and cold. Yeah, man. I mean, I love that. And, and, and the, the point, part of the point being, it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes you, it's going to be freezing and it's going to be five fifteen in the morning, but when you care and when it's, yeah. when it's part of that legend, right. Part of your story that's, that you're passionate about, it, it's uh, that there isn't another choice, right? There's no way you wouldn't be on that bike six days a week, five at five fifteen. That's right. Amazing. No way. Amazing. Unless you sleep, unless you sleep in accidentally. Right, right, right. So I draw this connection when you when you use the uh, cite the untethered soul. Which uh, anybody who's listening, if you haven't read this book, it is it is beautiful from yeah. from the cover all the way through to the end. Um, the word primal jumps out at me. I, an untethered for some reason reminds me of primal and. Um, is there, that, that feels like a deliberate word to me. Um, mm -hmm. is there a reason you selected that word as the, in the name of your gym? Yes. Um, there is, we went through a lot of different iterations of, of what the names might be. And, um, you know, when I was living in California and I really didn't know what I want to do, uh, wanted to do one of my friends at the time introduced me to uh, a guy called Mark Sisson. He runs a blog called Mark's daily apple and he has what's called the primal blueprint. Um, and it's this sort of uh, 10 commandments of fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle. 
Um, and it's just a very simple, intuitive approach. It right the first time I read it, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like exercise, eat and live the way that our ancestors lived. Um, you know, their life expectancy was only short because they were getting killed by animals or breaking a leg and never recovering, but they were incredibly healthy and lean and they were free of all the modern diseases. Right. Um, and you know, over time for me, primal has morphed into sort of, um, the collection of strong, healthy, and happy. I think when you are authentic to, um, really doing what you can to, to stay fit, to eat healthy foods that align with your biology and to slow life down and to focus on a growth mindset and to be present, um, that can be said to, in my opinion, you're, you're living primally. Um, and so, you know, that, that's kind of where it comes from. I love it. I love it. Is there anything core message wise? You've delivered a lot of great information here. Is there anything core message wise that you feel like, mm, we haven't touched on this and, and, and I want to make sure that people hear this? Yeah, definitely. Well, as it pertains to what we do at CPG, um, we focus very heavily on training with kettlebells. And I think the reason why that's very powerful for people is it strips away a lot of the noise about what's effective and what's not. And it gives you one tool where you can say, all right, I can learn a variety of skills with this tool, strengthen my entire body, condition my entire body, and do it all while I stand in one spot with one device. And what we're trying to instill in people is that you don't need to make things more complicated than they have to be because there's so many things that go into being healthy. It's not just one thing. A lot of people think that they can just exercise and oh, I'm going to get lean or I'm going to get fit, right? And it's right. like, well, unfortunately, that's not the case at all. You can exercise your wheels off and make no progress if you don't eat right and get enough sleep. So we try with everything we do to just show people a more simple path to um, ultimately becoming happier because we think that when you're strong and when you're eating foods that align with, with your biology and your DNA and when you're slowing life down, you're just going to feel a, a better sense of, of well-being. Um, and so I think from the outside looking in, not knowing what kettlebells is, kettlebells are, um, not knowing kettlebells and not necessarily understanding how powerful getting strong can be for the rest of your life. I would just like people to, to challenge themselves from an exercise standpoint to find somewhere where you can truly build skill and build relationships because there's nothing more upsetting to me that when I see people investing time in fitness but going nowhere with it because there there is a simpler way to do it and there's a way to do it that's highly enjoyable. And we have 250 members here at CPG who would attest to the fact that like being a part of a, a tribe of, of people is incredibly enriching in your life and getting strong carries over to other aspects of your life in a way that you wouldn't possibly imagine unless you were to do it yourself and go through it. So I would just encourage everyone, regardless of what your issues are, we've solved, not, I shouldn't say solved. We've assisted in bettering so many different types of issues from physical ailments to mental ailments, just by helping people focus in on, on taking their physical capabilities up a notch or maybe two or three notches. So they can go to chicagoprimal.com. That's our website. It's got all of our information on it. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is at Chicago Primal Gym. Uh, we're very active on both Instagram and Facebook, always posting stuff. Um, and if you want to see what some of our members are saying, we've got some great reviews on Yelp. Uh, we've got some great reviews on Facebook. Um, we always post funny videos and stuff like that. So check our website out. And uh, we're in Lakeview. 
Um, so if anyone's ever in the city and looking for a great place to get strong uh, and have some fun while they're doing it, then for sure that CPG is the place to be. You can find this podcast online at iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, liveleadplay.com, which is affiliated with IPEC Coaching School, and WGN+. On my website, there's a free parenting program, uh, drjohnduffy.com. If you are a parent, I strongly encourage you to check that out. Uh, some really good ideas there. Uh, if you have thoughts or ideas uh, for this podcast or if you are someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, uh, please email me at johngduffy at drjohnduffy.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Undo Anxiety Podcast.